It's bad. Anime. Just like Akano's daddy issues, we are back, or back and better than ever, baby. I'm Rob. And I'm John. And this is Bad Anime, the show where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? We're back for number three, baby. Season three. We have made it to season three of High School DxD. As as I rambled incoherently in the season two episode, I'm like, I just want to talk about season three. Can we just fucking get there already? Yeah, yeah. And you know, you did talk a lot about season two. I mean, season three during our season two episode because right. season two was like it was like the Kiba show, baby. It was all about Kiba's storyline. His Kiba's plot spotlight arc. was you know almost front spotlight and center. Was the, bright. At least spotlight first was bright. half half of the season, I remember, like first yes. four or five episodes, maybe. Kiba got yeah. the spotlight, and but now this time, my girl Konako and Akino got some yes. uh, got some major screen time. They got some shine on them. They got some shine on them this season. And, and Konako's I, a cat. I, she... <laughs> <laughs> your hand is in your face. It it became so. I you know I wow. Watching I wasn't this, expecting this much a response. Watching this season, I maybe. I, I'm sure at one point I said to myself, <laughs> you know what this show is missing? A cat girl. And then they heard me, and now we have our cat girl. And she wasn't a cat girl for the first two seasons, but now she is a cat girl. Well, you know what they did, right? They looked at their cast and said, well, we have to make them meowst of this. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> Well, in the meow time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, they really, they really meow. Before things like, get out of control, we need to get we need yeah. to get back on cat track. Cat. We got to get meow, back on our cat walk. Episode. I mean path. I mean track. <laughs> Here we go. No, but seriously, they they kind of looked at their whole cast and was like, "Who is?" I mean, they're, they're cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, they looked at their whole cast and they were like, who is the most likely to be a cat girl? And honestly, I agree with their decision. I think Konako is most likely out of everybody to be a cat well, girl. She didn't I mean, have like her, mo her powers yeah. were okay. They didn't really have a lot going for them right, right then and there. So the fact that she got cat ears, I think, you know, it ups her stock a little bit in the, in the grand I, scheme of things. I think it was, I think it was uh, subtly implied the entire time or they just realized it could coincidence because Neko, the Japanese word for cat is in her name. Ah, call Neko. That makes sense. Yeah. That, yeah, that so actually just, makes a lot of sense. The yeah, writing so was on the wall. Yeah, it might have been. Who knows? Maybe maybe there's more um, foreshadowing here that we missed in in the earlier seasons. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, but I loved the beginning of the show where they took that train down to yes to the underworld. Yes, to the underworld. Because, wait, hold on. Because in this season, it opens up with the idea that Issei's house. Because everybody has decided all of the women in the occult research club are like, well, we got to all live at Issei's house now. And so, yeah, then because Rhea's... none of them wants to lose any ground in the hunt for Issei's heart and balls. Exactly. And the king of the underworld has granted them a lot of money and changed their house into a legitimate palace to which Issei's parents are like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, they're like, cool. They're like, wow, this is Issei. You, you're really traded up here. The house, as early on in the show, and I, I've taken down a few quotes from this season as well that were my favorites. Oh, um, you have to, yeah. From early on in the first episode, this new house, the Issei family home, the Hyoto family home, is now described as a Tony Montana wet dream. So, <laughs> the references were on fire this season. Oh, yep. 
this is um this season is oh god i don't even know where to start in terms of admiration for the season but i'll let you take over for a little bit so i just start don't start gooing everywhere yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't be the first. Uh, this well, I mean, season they had gave a lot so of... much screen time to so many characters. I mean, I've always talked about why Akino was one was my was my waifu in the series, mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. we actually see her story. Yes, and her daddy issues. We full, we get full view of all of her daddy issues. Uh, we get full as view of her daddy issues. Um, yes. She goes on the date with Issei at one point, and it's the funniest goddamn thing when they're walking around, and Issei's like, mm. he gets grumpy because he sees the rest of the girls crowded around a single light post, all of them wearing bad hats and sunglasses. <laughs> that was a really funny episode, yeah. I, I really like that one. And then, of course, like, it, it all spirals out with, like, Akino telling him about the story or, like, him learning about the story of, like, Akino's father and, like, how her mother got killed and how he wasn't there because he's a fallen yeah, angel. She's, yeah, she's part fallen angel, and that leads to a lot of, you know, discrimination. Yeah, and she's like, nobody likes to see my black wings. Everybody hates them. And Issei's like, I kind of like them. And she's like, wow, let's fuck. <laughs> but to then, Issei's, Issei's credit, though, he, um... He realizes that, you know, she's acting out, you know, part, partially in response to her trauma. So he could have yes. been easily taken advantage of the situation and been like, hey, yo. But he didn't do that. Yes, he was like, very no. much like a, a good guy. And uh, that is mm -hmm. Issei's quality, I think. Very pervy, good guy. But by being a very pervy, good guy, he is unknowingly brainwashing everybody. <laughs> like, yes, that's slowly, what he's doing. Slowly, unknowingly brainwashing and manipulating all all of the female characters in show to fall in love with him. And they all do, of course. Yeah, and they all do. And, you know, we get... All, and that's what I love about the season. We have some people really coming forward. I think was uh, I think it was this season where Asiya yes. finally just said, like, yeah, maybe let me let me make this clear for you, stupid. Yes. Yes. To which he responded, uh... uh and that was pretty much it. Fucking Asiya. Like, I, I have Asya. so much affection for her because she's so caught in the middle of everything. Because you have Rias, Akino, and then... You have blue-haired girl. That oh, is Zenobia, there. yes. Zenobia's in the bunch. Who just wants to get pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? That's her whole thing? Yeah, she wants She's to like, breed. I used to be a woman of God, but now I want to get babies. <laughs> yeah, now she just wants, like, they make, they make it very explicit that she wants to breed. Um... There's, there's a few other characters randomly kind of joining. There the, are, because uh, they kind the of weirdly ranks. in this season join with the Nordic universe and yes. have like their main villain is Loki. They have Odin kind of popping around and they have this kind of like Nor Norwegian god character that is, yes. I don't know her name, but she's Odin's assistant that he consistently yes. leaves behind. And it's very funny because uh, yes. she has to then kind of like pick it up and she cries for like a few days. And also Odin always makes sly remarks about how she can't get a man and yeah. god it's so it's fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah because she's like the entire show that, that that character gets completely shit on i remember watching this um i remember it was watching because i watched this um probably three years ago at this point mm -hmm. but i remember vividly watching this show and going and just feeling bad for her i know like and she she's the hottest one of the bunch i don't know what's happening you think so uh, i don't know i maybe i threw that out there as like a big a big a big statement, but uh, realistically, number two or number three. I mean, it, it it's it, you can't rank them because it's a it's impossible it's because it's wow, difficult. wow, everybody everybody's got their moments. Everybody's got their moments, you know. And, but then um, the show the show did this did the thing that uh, drives the um the anime pervs insane because now you gen people genuinely care about these characters, myself very much mm -hmm. included. I'm just like, mm -hmm. 
wow, I respect this character's struggle. Right. At first it was like, oh, booby booby, want to touch. And now it's all want oh. to touch the high knee. But I see now why you booby. Why booby? I see. Why, why, why do boob? Why do boob? Now I yeah, know. So, now I know why and, boob. Now I know why yabos. And early on, very early on, I believe it was in the first episode of this season, uh, Issei, which I find hilarious, has uh, Issei and Azazel, like their their new kind of headmaster yes. kind of guy. Yeah. The guy with like the the, the hair and like, the, I love you know Azazel. what I mean? The I highlights love and stuff. Azazel. He's so funny. And I feel like him and Issei have this weird relationship where I'm kind of digging it, where Issei is like, yeah, Azazel. I just want to like touch boobies all day. I want to harem. Like that's my life. And Azazel's like, right. well, here's the thing. Issei, have you ever touched a boob? And Issei's like, obviously. And he's like, well, have you ever poked the nipple? And Issei's like, excuse me? Oh <laughs> yeah. That was that this Azazel season too. Drops off this weird knowledge to him that if he just pokes a titty like inside, he's like, yeah. And your, your whole finger gets surrounded by a cleavage. It's the best. And Issei's like, you're the smartest man I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> And that oh that was genuinely God. great, and of course Issei does that in a fight, and just go, just does his balance breaker or whatever the fuck, and just goes yeah. like fifth gear and kicks ass. So it's like it's very funny how they have these weird like un, like pervy tropes that keep coming up, and Issei's <laughs> like, the only way I can save all of us is if I dig my fin- finger inside your nipple. <laughs> and Rios is like, fine. Yeah. Like, Fine, go do it. Because every other character is like, okay. And she's like, no, no, damn it. (laughs) We have to do this. Um, I'm bouncing around here, but there was there was a great quote during like the Akano stuff with like I I think it was early on when Akano and Issei were like getting kind of close. Akano says to Issei, I thought we could get more intimate, Issei. And Issei in his brain says, That can only mean two things, and I don't own an X-ray machine, so it can only mean What? (laughs) Excuse me. I don't own an x-ray machine. (laughs) Oh, God. It just, this season, like, really popped off with, like, the, it it was just so funny. That that line is great. I don't own x-ray machines. It can only be one other thing. (laughs) What? They they really, this show also kind of really became self-aware in a lot of ways. More than it was in this season. Like, for example, like, there was a scene where, like, they were all leaving to go to school one day because they actually went to school. Kind of after the whole first Underworld situation, Mm -hmm. there was a scene where they went to school. And uh, Issei was, like, Issei was, like, freaking out or something. I don't know what was happening. I think it was when Asya was getting courted by that other guy um, who turned out to be a bad guy. who I, I forget his name, but it was something. I kind of forget that plot like, point, honestly. Yeah. yeah it was, it was this, like, weird guy who was kind of, like, courting her, like, as part of his, like, devil group. And he wanted her oh, as, like, yeah, yeah, her, yeah. his bishop and wanted to be her wife or something like that, too. Yeah. Uh, but it was that around now. that time. And Issei was like, you can't marry this guy. Like, I'm so pissed off that you're even thinking about marrying this guy. Now she's like, I'm not going to marry him. And then. Yeah, uh, exactly. What are you talking about? When <laughs> they're about to leave for school, Rhea's like, all right, guys, let's leave for school. And Issei's still freaking out. And Rhea says to him, Issei, don't worry. You could still and you could still emotionally manipulate Asya on the way to school. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it is so wow. They know. They just know. They know. Mm. They know. They, 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 they've caught on. They caught up. Gonna, they caught on. Mo- emotionally am- you can still emotionally manipulate manipulate Asya on the way to school. All right, let's go. <laughs> Yikes. Yeesh. Oh. But it, it, it coincides with the show getting more self-aware. 
but at the same so it got more comedic but at the same time it also got darker it did it did in a lot of there were some very dark moments the whole ending thing when uh asia gets kidnapped Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god wow that got dark yeah because she gets kidnapped by that dude who like wanted to marry her and they were supposed to engage in a rating game with that guy's team and Issei was like all right i'm gonna kick this guy's ass but it turns out that it, it wasn't supposed. It didn't become a rating game because they had broken some sort of ethics or rules, yeah. or they were now evil or aligned with Loki or something. And yeah. all, all hell breaks loose, and essentially they got to save Asia from this guy. Uh, yeah, and, it, it, yeah. It, it, it gave me the same vibe as um, uh, the like the Mortal Kombat games where uh Shao Kahn and Shang Tsung keep breaking the rules to Mortal Kombat how the tournament's supposed to work. Yeah. So then mm-hmm. our cast is now in a different environment, different situation that's against the grain of the rules. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of that those vibes there, which I kind yeah. of enjoyed. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It made a lot of sense too. And you know, they Yeah, they had a lot of during that they, there was a lot of like action this season as well. There was quite a lot. And that kind um, of said the action look looked and felt very fun. It did. I mean, it did feel very. Akino was going crazy with the lightning powers at some mm-hmm. in some moments, which I loved. Yes. Um, Zenobia as a swordsman, super fun to watch. I loved her. Her, her and Kiba fun. as knights. Yeah. They were just kicking ass. Yeah, yeah, they were doing great. They were doing. Really it was great genuinely things. cool to see. It was. It was. Everybody kind of came into their own because Konoko had her now like cat ears, so she could be like do all cat stuff, and uh, yeah, so she Issei, had that flex flexibility and agility yep. with her strength. Yep, and Issei, of course, uh, kind of dialed into the red dragon. He's getting more more consumed by the red dragon, yeah, which I exactly. love. Exactly, and he's becoming, he can, like, go, like, full Power Ranger anytime now, it seems like, so he's been I, I know, I love it. And stuff, which is really sick, so, yeah, I don't know, it, it, was, it was a great season in terms of, like, you just have everybody and their thing, and everybody's got, everybody's fighting, everybody has their moments, all the characters yep. kind of contribute to everything across the board this season and you know it did focus a lot on konako at the beginning and then kind of at the end it shifts to like the issei rius relationship because at the very end yeah it was noted that rius was like really really jealous of asia it seems because she was getting a lot of time with issei and stuff and she was like also her and akino it felt like there was a jealousy of towards akino as well yeah that too so it was very interesting how it kind of ebbed and flowed between these different conflicts internally and of course like the battle scenes were great but my favorite were honestly as I've said multiple times in this, uh, in talking about high school DXD over the years, the big plot points, like the stuff with like the angels, the devils, the fallen angels, eh, whatever. It's mostly yes. like the in between <laughs> stuff about like them being characters and them yes. having their lives. I, I find much more they're compelling in, they're interpersonal than like the dynamics. big fight scenes. Exactly. The dynamics See, are what makes the show. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's I've I've always been uh, endeared by characters who can consistently make me laugh until suddenly things get very serious. Mm-hmm. So when Asia gets kidnapped and when uh when they are under the impression she's dead, that a uh, cool mental breakdown Issei has. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Like what do you mean Issei? But no, he loses his mind. Legitimately loses it because like mm-hmm. he thinks he let her down. He thinks she's dead. And he has like a kind of a psychotic break, and then goes full gear and starts like just destroying shit. It's like, oh my yeah. god, he, he goes he just on goes a full like rage mode. Yeah, yeah, and that was just really cool to see to see how much truly and genuinely Issei cares about these girls. And yes. like, so like I love, uh, I you know I always love the juxtapositions that were the super comedic, and the next thing you know it gets super dark. It's like wait, right. there was like 
there was like Yabos talked about four minutes ago with Matt Mer- yeah, all these right. all these different synonyms for tatas, and next thing you know, you see the same character having a me- mental breakdown because one of the girls he loves is presumably dead, and it's like, yeah. oh, this show, and then but the the not question, but I'll never forget the statement I said to myself because I th- I think I probably watched this over the course of two or three days during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I said to myself, wow, I'm genuinely invested. Not really laughing for the comedy, because and again, like the plot points with the devils and stuff. I, to your point, I completely uh, understand that and, and agree to a certain extent. I'm like, cool. What, all you had to do was say angels, fallen angels, and devils, and I got it. Yeah, the, yeah. It's the just North, like, it, it's, it, the, it gets crossy, the crossy stuff. at points, yeah. and I'm like, it's, it's, it's you know, it. I like the North stuff this season because they added it in. It just spiced things up a little bit. It was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's new. Like that's fun. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but it's those overarching plots that don't really matter as much. It's really like it's the more personal dynamics here and just how, right. seeing how all the characters respond to each other and how Kiva can very easily join Issei's harem if he wanted him to. Yes, 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 he And could. I think you're kind of sad it, it doesn't happen. I'm very sad. God. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Oh. God there's some there's sometimes the, the homoerotic tension between Akiba and Issei gets a little it gets a nod and a wink it never goes full blown but there is yeah, some they never there are some it. nods yeah. and winks where mm-hmm. Akiba's like mm-hmm. Issei I'd do anything for you anything and Issei's like well slow down partner <laughs> yeah well slow down buddy ho ho <laughs> woo but then um this actually and this season um mm. is gonna it's actually the start of a major shift in the production of the anime because mm. post um. Post uh, Issei's psychotic breakdown, and then and then like getting him back to like consciousness, being like, "Hey, Asi is alive. We're good. You're good." And bef- and then there's like the episode or two after that where like Rius kind of has like a edge lord moment where she's like, "Fuck this. Fuck everything. You know, yeah. I've lost Is- Issei. Cares about them more than me." Yes. Those episodes were anime original. They really d- they deviated from the the source. You know, huh. the thing is the the and I've read the first light novel. Most of it before I put it down, like, I, I, I kind of said this sucks because mm. the tone is way different in the light novels. Really? Um, where this show tries to be a a fun, sexy action adventure romp with a lot of comedy, mm-hmm. um, the novels feel a lot more cutesy in aspects. Like mm. I said, in the in the original light novels, Rias has the fang, like the oh, one girl yeah. spunky yes. anime fang. Yes, you that tells you a lot without telling you a lot. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the tone is way more cutesy. The mm. the comedy is not nearly as strong in the in the novels, and it's a very different feeling show. It feels like to use the term moe. It feels a lot more moe than its anime mm. counterpart. So the anime the anime it felt like it wanted to make it a little cooler and sexier, and you know still have the great comedy in there. Right. And they wanted to keep doing their own thing. So hence why in the next season, it's a different studio working on the next season. The oh. art style is different. And episode, ep, they, they actually have an episode zero for that mm. season. It's 13 episodes. And the episode mm. zero is just them retelling the last couple episodes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Just recapping and stuff. Well, and changing shit around. Hmm. To make huh. it more, to make it coincide more with the light novels. And also you know? because they, the, the light, light novel authors that I wanted to match my original tone more. And that's why I said season four is where the show changes a lot. And I spoiled it. I already spoiled this on previous episodes where sure. it, it took me out of the show. Really? So it changes a lot uh, in an, as, for, as far as your personal opinion is concerned, in a negative direction. Yes. Um, okay. And I thought, 
And I, because I, because I, I genuinely think the source material is not as good a version of the story as the as the adaptation. I think as the adaptation the, as the anime. I see. Well, I prefer the adaptation a lot more because mm. it's definitely feels more adult. You know, I will it, say that they did. If they did insert a few episodes here that were not kind of yeah. uh, related to based the light source, novel yeah. or like based on the source yeah. material, I honestly think they did a pretty good job with it because I sure as hell did not notice. Exactly, and that's the thing because they 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 um they they strayed from light novels most of the time is what I'm trying to say, but it's the first time they really strayed by doing their own story, mm. and I really love the show when it strayed from the light novels and really kind of ad- adapted things. That's what you have to do in adaptation; you make things your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so this marks a, a big shift for me, and that also leads, I think, to a lot of my positivity on the season three. Because not only did um, everyone have a lot of com- comedic time to shine, did um, it, but I was invested in the story. I I really dug the action scenes because a lot of anime action scenes sometimes in my eyes kind of roll over. Mm-hmm. This one never did because they were creative and fun and flashy. Yes, they were. They, de- kept they were atten- also kind of different every time. Yes, that's isn't that really freaking cool? Which was <laughs> nice. It wasn't because yeah, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, it is like most of them do end with Issei just beating the fuck out of somebody. But yeah. di- how he gets there is different every time. Is is, is different. It, yes, it, it reminds me of a show like Ava, where the action scenes are always kind of different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if mm-hmm. the end, you know, Shinji was gonna beat the angel, but right. But it's a different God. strategy, right? The, like how yeah, do the you routes were always it? different to get like, there. Exactly. Do you touch boobs? Do you squeeze a butt this time? Like you know, there's just such a variety of ways that you. Could, you could accomplish this feat because he's a true man who's he's connected to man. all of us he's connected to all of us man and i support you say hyodo for president of this goddamn united states of america we'll get him a car just fine yeah we should he's safe for president <laughs> yeah. y'all no that's that's a that's a good that's a good yeah. point though I, yeah all the, all the fights did feel kind of like refreshing and different and even like I don't know. The fights were like, as we mentioned before, like Kiba and Zenobia, like as swords people, like their fights were yes. really cool. And like Akino's yeah. like lightning stuff was really cool this season. And because you had some more emotional weight behind her character this season, I think her attacks yes. felt more like pointed. They felt more that they had more direction. They held, they had kind of like a why that I thought was kind of missing before. In, and one of the scenes I, I will never forget is um, when they're all like having a fight scene. Um, so I forgot who gives Issei the phone, and they mm-hmm. hand it to Akino, and and they tell Issei, say this, and he says, Akino, if you, if we pull through this battle, I'll go on a date with you. And then it cuts back to Issei, and I forgot who the other character was. It wasn't Rios, it was someone else by his side, mm-hmm. and Issei was like, that's not going to work. In the distance, you see this huge blast of lightning, a tornado of lightning, and Akino standing there giggling to herself like an idiot. She's like, woohoo, dates! <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's literally giggling to herself, cackling. And, and of course, Rias is pissed that Issei offered to take her on the date, which led to that hyster- hysterical scene we talked about earlier. And just, <laughs> I love that attention to detail. Where it was Akino, very fun the, attention to detail. Her power is getting increased exponentially, just the prospect of going on a date with um, Issei. And that scene still stuck with me. I used to re, I used because I have the Blu-ray for this. I would rewind mm-hmm. that scene or rewatch it two or three times. Cause I thought it was so goddamn funny. That's so great. It and yeah, just... so, and kind of to build on that idea of like Rius's jealousy at the end, there yeah. like the whole sequence was like you know Issei like went crazy, had that psychotic break, and then Rius kind of gets into her own. Maybe in those two episodes that you talked about, gets into kind of yeah. like her own thing where she's like yeah. thinking that she's maybe not enough or like not good enough exactly. or uh, things yes. like that. And which makes her easy target for brainwashing, uh, yeah. which apparently Loki, before they beat him, 
uh, yeah. put like some sort of curse on like Issei and or Rius that yeah. kind of brought out these specific qualities in them. And there's like and there's like a duplicate Issei, like you know. Yeah, it was and Loki, there's a like, second you know, Issei that Loki created to like uh, yeah. usher out Rius and a, like into it's a like ganger, yeah, yeah, and bring her to. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's called like the void or like the, the... yeah this uh, like other dimensional plane. I forget. I totally yeah, the, forget what it was oh, called. Dimensional plane. I think it might have been something closer to that. Really? Actually, cool. yeah. Some interdimensional plane or something like that. I don't remember what. The Either actual, way, the, yeah. we're there twice this season. Once because they they throw Asia in there and they have to find and then they have to find Asia, and then number two because yeah. they because Rius is in there now they gotta go get Rius. Yeah. So we're in there yeah. a few times. We could, we become quite familiar with it this season. And they're going to get Rius, and Rius obviously has uh, been cursed and turns on everybody and, like, is attacking everybody. So they have to, like, beat Rius, essentially, or kind of calm her down. Which is a really cool dynamic. It's like, how do we yeah. take her down? And also, right. they, they're not they're not trying to kill her. So it's like, oh, exactly. well, what do we do here? That's a very right. cool device. Yeah, and it was and, really cool. And then eventually, like, um, we get um, some very cool scenes of Issei finally breaking through to Rius. And then her realizing that he's the real Issei after all. They're, like, I think they're, like nude on a beach or something that looks like a yeah. beach. Yeah. They have like this interesting beach scene that sends me back to believe it or not, Akamai got kill where they're talking yeah. or, on a beach. It sent me back to Infinite Stratos where they did the oh, same thing. Or Infinite Stratos. Yeah, very similar. Or Evangelion. No, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> that one <laughs> was that different. One. Not that one on the beach. That was different. <laughs> that, one, yeah. that was a little different. A little different that one. Uh, but yeah, but this time and, and we get kind of this notion that uh, so they get back to the real world eventually but uh, Issei doesn't remember them being yeah. on that beach, and during that time they were on the beach, I, I believe Rius whispers something to him that is inaudible. Yeah. And uh, Issei doesn't remember. I mean, obviously it's probably something about how she loves him or something. But, exactly. That's um, what, that's that's a, that's a very clear implication. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rius is like, "That's okay. It'll be my little secret." Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, which is which is cute, you know, like you know, that's like that's that's as cute as a show should get. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a moment that they share that she will yeah. remember. He won't, but she will value for a long exactly. time. So yeah, that's nice. It was really nice stuff. Um, it was, was a this nice your way favorite to... season of High School DxD. Oh yeah, definitely. Hmm, I definitely. This, I think it also was mine. I it's hard because I I did like the second season a lot. Maybe maybe. This one and the first season are kind of competing um, for me, but this one uh, was this one had the weight of mm. knowing all the characters and seeing all the stuff that they've gone through already and having that information. Yeah. So probably was the best, but man, the first season was still pretty stellar, and the second too. Well, for me, it's actually pretty simple of how I rank these things. Um, number th season three is my favorite, while one and two are kind of tied for me because mm -hmm. um, one and two kind of feel like. In my head, they do a lot of the same things that they do great. They do the same. So I can I, I, I have trouble distinguishing seasons one and two sometimes because yes. it, it flows a little more seamlessly because three seems like the real escalation mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. a lot. Like really three seems like the next part of the story mm. while one and two feel like the same story, if that makes any sense. It, like, yes, really, right. Season three season three is where things picked up, for lack of a better term. Things did in, pick in, up quite in a my lot. Mind. Yeah, in my I mind. I agree. I agree. I think it also like, you know, helps that. You've known these characters for a few seasons, and you're like, okay, great. Here we are. Like, this is like the peak of narrative in the show. Yes, and you know we're so endeared because of all the comedy and all like you know a learning their backstories and how much these people have made us laugh over the past yes. three seasons. We've grown mm -hmm. so attached to them because you know we, at least in my brain, I associate them with so much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's it's such a shame that the fourth season didn't make you feel the same way. No, and I would love to cover it for the podcast. To Did talk you watch about the whole thing? Oh, yeah. 
Huh. Wow. Yeah, I'm yeah. interested in that because, you know, a lot of shows have that kind of weird drop off later in it. Like, have you yeah. ever seen Community? Like, first three seasons, spectacular television. Fourth season, a little weird. Fifth season, the hell was that? And the sixth season, they kind of stuck the landing a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm interested to, with... with are there only four seasons out currently? Are there, there... Well, right now? There's only four seasons out. Season four seasons five out. has been rumored for a long time. I'm going to Google mm. this right now live, and we're leaving all this on air. I don't care. Oh, if it's yeah, dead I, air. I don't care. I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> whatever. Season five. Care. Um, said they say it's currently in development. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I think COVID delayed the. Um, ah. Yeah, it looks like COVID delayed it pretty wildly. Um, uh, speculations are in 2024. 2024. They, okay, well. Yeah, so let's we'll see how when it actually happens, if it honestly does. Looks like season four came out in 2018. Yes. So, yeah, it's been a little bit. I, I can understand pandemic delays and stuff like that. But yeah, of course, it's, yeah. it's, it's, been, a, it's um, been quite a bit. But to get back to season three, yeah, this is definitely my favorite of the bunch. And obviously, it's not bad to get back to the point of our of our program. It's yeah, not right. a bad. It's not right. a bad season of anime. I think it's a very good season. It's mm. a tremendous payoff, and one one of the points I kind of left lingering, so I want to tie that up back up real quick. Yeah, is sure. I definitely my my feelings of season three are certainly heightened because of because of season four, and because in some of the retcons of season four made me very angry, and it highlighted my appreciation for season three more mm. because of that. Mm -hmm. So. There's definitely a little bias going on here that I kind of have to acknowledge. Sure. No, I understand that. It's like the show got to a point that it was so, so good. And then it it dropped yeah. off in your eyes to a point that, you know, wasn't so great. So obviously you're going to remember the fond memories you had with the previous part of it. That was the glory days, I guess, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And now yeah, like, no, getting, yeah, like you're right. talking I about season looking, four is making yeah. me mad. <laughs> I'm no, sitting I, here I getting looking. Like, I did do a quick Google and I am seeing like all the posts that I'm seeing are like, on Reddit, so I binged all four seasons of High School DxD the last few days, and I loved it up until the fourth season. What happened? <laughs> so, yeah. like, it seems okay, like it's a very, very clear break okay, and I'm, drop I'm off in I'm, enjoyment okay. to the fourth season. Because, uh, you know, the reason that I suggested we do this episode, I mean, we we're going to do it anyways, but one of our viewers right. reached out, and he was like, hey, uh, would love for you to do DxD season three. It's spectacular. Um, so we're doing that. Merry yeah. Christmas. But uh, Merry I, Christmas. I, I, I uh, guess we're also uh, going to have to eventually talk about the fourth season because it seems yeah, kind of like I, a bit of a hot button issue. Yeah, and I'll actually have to rewatch a lot of season four because um, very little of it was committed, committed to my memory. Mm. Um, I was agitated most of the time consuming it. Mm. So I'll have to rewatch this because, for example, I told you before we went on air, I didn't even do any plot synopsis or reread of anything high school for season sure. three because I, I just spoke from the heart and was able just to remember knew it well it. you knew it i was knew it i was well. able i was mm. able to remember quite a bit off the cuff especially mm. for a show i watched three years ago yeah yeah you really were actually i watched yeah. this two weeks ago and even yeah. i was like yeah i don't know some shit with angels or I don't <laughs> some shit happened i don't know but yeah no yeah. this for me currently mm. this is the peak of high school dxd as a franchise Wow. Um, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Um, yep. It led me to season four, where my opinions shifted a bit. 
That is unfortunate. But now we, we got to cover it. I mean, I'm curious. Now we got to cover it. And I'm very curious. But, but it, season four, did, like I said, season four didn't destroy my appreciation of the three previous previous seasons. If only thing, it made my appreciation of the, of the first three seasons that more intense, like I said Increase. earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. cheers to the first three seasons of High School DxD for being yes. good. Cheers. It was a great season. Uh, yeah. Also probably my favorite thus far of High School DxD. Yep. And we, we will see where season four takes us. We shall see. Everyone enjoy the good times while you can. While you can. Oh, God, that's so morbid. I love it. <laughs> Me too. It's bad. That's right, everybody. The fun is over today. Thanks so much for clicking on the episode. But the fun does not have to stop here. You can hit us up anywhere that you can find us on Instagram or TikTok at BadAnimePod. Or you can even email us to get in touch with us directly at BadAnimePod at gmail.com. If you got any opinions or you just want to send some hate mail or love mail, we'll take both. We don't care. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and have a great day. Simple Equations Podcast Network.